Today, I want to lift up some advice C.S. Lewis gave to some students at Oxford as World War II was beginning, which turns out to be good advice for us during the season of Advent. Stay tuned. Hello, friends. Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, senior pastor of St. Philip the Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Good to be with you, as always. We are taping this in the first week of Advent, um, and I, I will confess to you, as I'm sitting here taping this and was preparing to tape this, I have a whole lot of uh, thoughts in my mind about Advent. On the one hand, it, it seems like a very simple season of the church year, which is all about waiting for Jesus to be born or remembering Jesus' birth, and yet uh, when you sort of start to peel the onion of it or tease out the threads of it, it turns out to be a little more, I don't know, complex or nuanced than that. Um, And there are sort of three ways Christians have historically thought about uh, Advent as a time of preparation. One of those certainly is the birth of Jesus, which we celebrate annually. The other, though, uh, other two, the second one might be how Jesus is born again in our hearts, if you want to call it that. Um, Meister Eckhart, uh, a favorite author of Martin Luther, said, what good is it if Jesus was born 2,000 years ago if, if he's not also born again in my heart, right? So however you want to sort of think about that or reflect on that. The other way, the third way, is Jesus' second coming, right? Or the day of judgment. He will come again, we are reminded in the creed, to judge the living and the dead. Uh, And this past weekend, uh, the first Sunday of Advent, the reading was from Mark chapter 13, and it was sort of about that idea of the second coming, the day of judgment. And I I actually preached on that. If you want to hear what I had to say about that in my sermon, you can certainly click onto that. But I was reflecting on that, which again, sort of maybe complicates Advent or makes us think, well, why are we talking about that kind of um, seemingly sad or apocalyptic or frightening thing? Uh, And I want to get actually here to C.S. Lewis, but I'm going to get to him by way of St. Augustine. We've talked a little bit about Augustine over the years. And Augustine talking about the 13th chapter of Mark, which again is sort of about the second coming, the day of judgment, he ends up sort of turning that to as Christians, maybe rather than focusing on Jesus' return or the end of all time, maybe as Christians we should reflect on our own death, right? Uh, which is it seems like a depressing thought, I guess. Uh, but Augustine himself, who is hugely important in Western uh, Christianity, in Eastern Christianity for that matter, lifts it up. And so that made me in turn see where my mind is going all over the place. Think of an essay by C.S. Lewis which he wrote, uh, or he actually delivered it. He delivered it at the main church at Oxford uh, in October of 1939, just after World War II started, okay? And he's delivering it to students. The essay is called Learning in Wartime. It's actually in, it's in collected in a number of books, but again, in this uh, volume, uh, Fernseed and Elephants is one of the places that I have it. So Learning in Wartime. And his point, talking to these students who are, you know, the war has just begun, just about a month or two earlier, and they're sitting with it thinking, why am I here at Oxford studying when there's a war going on, when there are more urgent matters? Is there any reason I should actually be here doing this particular work, okay? And um, Lewis uh, has sort of three answers 
to that question uh, and basically does say, look, you're called to do this work. Uh, the war may call you at some point, and if it does, then yes, you need to respond to that. But in the meantime, while you're here, don't fret about the fact that you're doing unimportant work just because a war is now going on. And he lifts up three enemies to doing the work that they are called to do at that moment, which I think can be expanded for any of us doing whatever work God has called us to do at any point in our life. And I'll go through them quickly. He says, uh, the first enemy, he says, is excitement. Now I'm focused on the war, I can't get my work done. Or now I'm focused on the last judgment, I can't get my work done. Or now I'm focused on my own death and I can't get my work done. And he says, favorable conditions never come. Do your work, focus on your work. Try to not be distracted uh, by this ex- the excitement, as he calls it, of the war. The second enemy, he says, is frustration. Oh, well now that the war's come, I'll probably never finish my work. Right? He says, uh, no time for that, too late now, not for me. He says, forget about the future. Forget about what you may or may not accomplish. Focus on the work God calls you to do today. He says, never in peace or war commit your virtue or your happiness to the future. Be present now. And I'll come back actually to another sentence in that section in a minute. So anyway, the first enemy, excitement. Second enemy, frustration. Third enemy, he says, is fear, right? Uh, Oh, well, now I might die. And now I'm frozen by fear and I can't get any work done. And by the way, remember C.S. Lewis lived through World War One. He was in the trenches of World War One, so he knew what he was speaking about. He was not talking about this as a disinterested observer. And he, he makes the point, you always knew you were going to die. It tur- and he, sa- he says, it certainly d- not, that knowledge does not make it more frequent. 100% of us die, and the percentage cannot be increased. So that's always the case. So again, <laughs> go about your work recognizing that, yes, someday you will die. And maybe he actually says it's not a bad thing. Um, He says war makes death real to us, and that would have been regarded as one of its blessings by most of the great Christians of the past. They thought it good for us to always be aware of our mortality. I am inclined to think they were right. Not because it should uh, make us afraid, but because it should sort of free us to say, okay, yes, I will die someday. And God will be with me, and I will be with God. And when that day comes, so be it. In the meantime, I'm going to go about again my work. I mentioned that um, the reading from Sunday was from Mark 13. The very end is a second parable uh, that Jesus says about the the man who goes on a journey. Uh, And and this is the parable about keep watch, you know, stay awake. You don't, you don't know when the master is going to return. Interestingly, though, what, if you read it, what the detail actually says is it's like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his or her work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. And what I want to sa- suggest to us today is Christians have always had this tension, right, between Jesus is going to come again, but we don't know it's, when it's going to be. And our job isn't to sort of be always focused on that. Our job is to be like the servants. The doorkeeper can worry about that, whoever the doorkeeper is. Our job is to be like the servants who have his or her own work to do and to focus on that work and to do it 
and to do it well. That one sentence uh, I mentioned from the second uh, category Lewis points out is um, this. The present, Lewis writes, is as in this moment right here, right now. The present is the only time in which any duty can be done or any grace received. So today, might I suggest that we allow this present uh, moment to be a time when we can do our duty and to receive God's grace. Thanks as always for being with me. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.